Welcome to the Heart Attack Thriver podcast. My name is Brian Simpson, and I'll be your host. On this week's episode, reflections of seven years since my heart attack. That's really crazy for me to think and even say that it's been seven years since the heart attack I suffered back on January 17th of 2016 uh, while playing hockey uh, back in Canada. And this time of year, I always get really reflective and, and really like to think back on the year that was and what were some of the wins, what were some of the things that uh, you know maybe didn't quite go as well as I had planned. And uh, just to look at, you know, am I living in alignment with who I want to be? And am I being that person that, uh, you know, is a role model, is someone that people can look up to and uh, can be inspired by my journey? Um, One thing that has been really present for me is I recently was able to get uh, back in touch with all of the uh, tracking data from when I took off in 2017 on a solo motorcycle trip from Canada to Costa Rica. The trip took almost a year and uh, I traveled through um, you know, a good part of the USA, uh, 21 states, uh, nine countries in total. Um, just really amazing uh, that, uh, that I was able to get this data back. Um, I've been sharing it and, and again, it's just uh, something that I'm even finding myself when I look back and I think about that trip, how incredible it was uh, personally, how I, how it really helped me change and become, you know, who I am today. And uh, I recently got my motorcycle back up and running and had a few things with it. It's been a, a journey her and I have been on and um, finally got uh, her back in, in really great condition and um, getting the itch to maybe, uh, you know, start doing not big long trips, but actually starting to do uh, some motorcycle adventures again. Because again, I just, uh, I just really am just so happy to uh, be able to uh, have done that and just feel so grateful, so blessed. Um, nothing bad happened to me. I don't know if I could do that trip today, whether it'd be smart given, you know, some of the state of uh, uh, certain parts of Mexico and whatnot, but I did you know, get through and had just an incredible, incredible experience, but so many amazing people along the way. So that's been something that's been really present for me. Um, You know, cycling uh, remains uh, a really big part of my life. Uh, Living here in Southern California, I live in one of the most amazing places to ride bicycles. And I am blessed to have a community of friends uh, who I uh, ride with. Um, I celebrated one year at Trek, uh, this past year as well, and I love being able to work for a brand, for a company that really looks to uh, be different and, uh, you know, able to share my story and the fact that I was told cycling saved my life uh, the day after my heart attack. And it's just uh, a powerful message, and it's something that I I will share every chance I get. I always uh, tell people how uh, they're doing such a great thing for themselves and for their families by taking care of their health. And uh, and again, cycling will always be a big part of my life. Uh, it's just uh, something I'm incredibly passionate about. I love watching bike races. I have I have zero desire to race bikes anymore. I did that, and um, yeah, I just don't really have that. Um, 
that need anymore. Um, I have a group here that push me and have, you know, things I can do on my bike here that uh, kind of tick all the boxes I need. And I know that uh, I'm doing my heart and my body uh, a lot of good. On that note, I have also realized that I want to, and this is one of my goals for this year, is uh, to get physically fit all over. So not just uh, fit on a bicycle, not just strong in the heart and in the legs, but uh, I remember after my cardiac rehab, there's a lot of discussion around really trying to get yourself strong all over. Um, so I did, I got back into the gym, I was working out, you know, three, four days a week, um, you know, doing all body workouts, like just literally working every muscle group every time I went to the gym. And uh, I just remember how strong I was. Um, and that actually really made my uh, trip to India and Nepal um, the year after my heart attack to um, to really make it a, a great experience because I, I ended up hiking high up in the Himalayas and a lot of like very physical long days, 10 hour hikes to get up to where we had to go. And um, you know, very, very difficult terrain. Uh, so, you know, again, it was because I was strong all over that I was able to do that trip and, um, and really enjoy it and, uh, and feel fit and well enough to do it. So, so that's something that, uh, I know Adrian and I have been talking about. We want to get into gym together and, and we both want to, uh, I'm going to be 56 this year. She's going to be 55. We just want to get strong all over as well. Uh, and that's something we can do together, which I think is really important for us. We both love to do that type of thing. And we got plans to do some bigger hikes and, and that type of thing this year that uh, will push us physically. So um, that's something that I've been really thinking a lot about. I want to talk about a little something else that I tried last year that I'm doing and I'm still doing, and it's called intermittent fasting. And a lot of information out there. I do the 16-8, so I fast for 16 hours. I have an eight-hour window uh, when I eat. And there's a lot of research that shows that you can reduce inflammation in your body. It's one of the primary reasons I started doing it. And uh, it's it definitely is um, it's challenging. I'm not going to lie. It's especially in the beginning because when your body is um, using essentially carbs for its energy source, um, it requires, when you do intermittent fasting, it requires your body to switch uh, the metabolic pathway that it uses. And instead of burning, uh, you know, sugars, it's now turning to burning fat. And so what I've found is my body has changed. I have leaned out. Um, I did lose about 10 pounds and that weight has held consistent. Um, but it does take, you know, probably for me, it was a good two, three weeks before of, of a daily practice of intermittent fasting for my body to start to switch over to fat burning. And it's not, it's not, you're not starving yourself. You're just switching the way your body gets its energy. You're just switching the uh, the pathway, the metabolic pathway that the body is using as its primary function. Humans, if you go back to caveman days, we were designed for feast and famine. And so our bodies were able to adapt to burn uh, our fat stores uh, when, uh, when food wasn't abundant, when food was abundant, you know, that would get stored in fat. And, uh, and so you know, again, I think one of the reasons why, uh, sadly, obesity has uh, become 
you know, quite an epidemic, in my opinion, uh, in North America and around the world, for that matter. It, it was a North American thing, but it's it's really now in, in many parts of the world, in places like India, and um, you know, obesity is becoming an issue there as well. And, uh, and I think it's just because of the food we're, we're eating and we're choosing to eat. And, uh, I think I've shared this before, I, I've shared this before that I'm fully plant-based and I don't eat meat. Um, haven't eaten meat now for almost five years and I don't miss it. And I just, I just like how I feel. And the great thing about intermittent fasting is once you get the body, uh, to, uh, utilize that system that we all have, uh, once you get over those rough sort of hunger pangs, you know, I found that drinking, you know, tea or uh, black coffee um, kind of help with those hunger pangs. A lot of water. I drink a lot of water when I do intermittent fasting because, again, water also can help with those hunger pangs. And uh, so that's something that um, I'm a big believer in and I feel great on it. I'm able to go out and actually do uh, long rides, fasted. Um, of course, I always bring with me uh, rescue food. So whether it's uh, like a bar or a gel or uh, because there's nothing worse than in cycling bonking, which is when your blood sugar drops to the point where your body literally starts to sort of shut down. Your brain is, you know, uh, needing the sugar to do what it does to control the body. And uh, so thankfully, um, you know, I've, I've not had that happen to me and that's, uh, that's great. But intermittent fasting, I, if you don't know much about it, I encourage you to read about it. And there is a lot of uh, studies and, and again, it is beneficial. It's, uh, it's something that obviously takes a lot of discipline and it's something that, uh, you know, again, in the beginning was a little bit challenging, but as I work through it, you know, I'm able to do it every day. Um, I will once in a while, you know, take a day off uh, of, you know, waiting to eat until 12 or one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, but rarely, uh, most days I stick to that 16, um, hours of fasting, eight hours of eating. I've seen celebrities post about the big meal they, they eat after a fast. And that's, that's not the point. You're not trying to eat the calories you would have eaten if you had been eating through that fasting period, you are literally uh, getting your body to convert to burning fat as its energy source. That's why you lose weight. Um, the benefits of, again, lack of inflammation, the fact it reduces inflammation in our bodies is another really big thing. And it's, it's like I said, I, I said earlier, the primary reason I started to do intermittent fasting. So uh, I really uh, have become a big proponent of it. And, you know, if you have any questions, uh, my email is in the uh, podcast notes. Send me an email and I'd be happy to uh, to share uh, some of my experience and I can direct you to some resources as well. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer and I don't see myself stopping this uh, really uh, anytime uh, soon. It's going to be part of, uh, you know, how I live um, every day now. The other thing that has been really... Um, present for me lately is just getting back to reminding people I talk to about the importance of taking care of your body. Uh, a couple of people I used to cycle with back home in Canada, uh, one fatal, one not, uh, heart attacks, cyclists that, um, you know, had something similar to what happened to me. Um, John Hunter didn't uh, survive, but, you know, again, it's just for me, it's, it's um, 
really just something that I want to just remind people and, and is that you, you don't take your health for granted. It's really important to, um, to know your body. It's really important to listen to your body. Um, it's really important what you put into your body and, and it's really important that you take care of it by getting some form of exercise in on a, daily basis whether it's a walk around the block or whatever that is for you you don't have to go out and do a five-hour bike ride like I do but you should try and move your body the great thing about a lot of these devices now whether it's an apple watch or heck even if it's an iphone um, you know you can have it count your steps every day and, and keep track of that but just give yourself some goals so that you can um be healthy because our quality of life, our day-to-day quality of life is affected by our health and our mental well-being is is super important as is our physical well-being. And so I just, just want to remind you, don't, don't take your body for granted. Um, as we age, like I said, I'm noticing changes in my body and, you know, getting aches and pains, but it's not enough to stop me from continuing to exercise and do what I love to do, which is move my body. The other thing I just want to remind is because I've met a few people uh, in recent times through through the podcast and through some of the uh, interviews I do on, on Instagram is uh, the importance of knowing your family history. It is a really important piece of that puzzle in terms of your overall health and wellness. It's something to talk to your doctors about. Um, I now have health insurance here in the USA and I am, um, you know, literally I've got an appointment next week to have a physical because I've, I've neglected that side of my health because I didn't have insurance. And uh, I am now taking back that because it's important for me to know, you know, where I stand today, where are my numbers, how are, how are my numbers in terms of my, my blood sugar and my cholesterol and uh, just everything, inflammation, um, ApoB is a uh, very, very important um, protein that should be part of the blood workup. Um, if you're getting blood work done, I mean, talk to your doctor about, hey, I'd like to have ApoB. It's, it's also a, a, an important measurement for risk factors. Uh, C-reactive protein is another one that is really important because, again, it's a marker of inflammation. Um, if you've ever had one done, uh, a calcium, uh, coronary calcium scan is something that they do in the USA. In Canada, they don't do those so much. They tend to do a carotid ultrasound. That's something to ask your doctor about. If you're uh, someone who's at risk, you've got a family history. It's, uh, it's really important to have this type of information in front of you so you can have that conversation with your, with your care provider, with your doctor your nurse practitioner, whoever it is that you're actually working with to manage your health. Um, that's something that, again, because I was traveling for so much through the last number of years that I, I neglected. And that's something else that I am changing, um, you know, for 2023. And uh, I'm doing everything I can to just make sure that that all of this stuff that I've been doing, my lifestyle that I have, um, is working for me. Um, the other thing I'm going to be doing is getting a full nutritional profile done. I want to know, is there any deficiencies in terms of the vitamins, minerals, you know, whatever in my, in my body so that I can make sure that I am either supplementing or choosing foods that are going to give me uh, maybe some of those areas where I'm, I'm, I'm lacking. So that's something that I really want to focus on and uh, as I reflect on 
seven years. You know, these are things that I've come and gone, uh, I've had come and gone from my life. And now, you know, I want to make them part of my yearly plan to live and thrive for, for a long, long time. Because I, I say this jokingly, but there is truth to it. Is I, I want to live to 100. And I I believe I can do that. And I just got to continue to take care of myself and and do all the things that not only myself, but that, you know, through the help of my doctors that I can do uh, to make sure that I am physically, mentally and emotionally well. And those are three things that I think are super, super important. Um, yeah, so I just I just wanted to uh, just, you know, really say this is a time I think every everybody could do this could stand to do this is is take a moment and um and take stock of your life and take stock of your goals and where you are and and adapt and modify and change if needed uh I do this every year I've been doing a video every year a live video just hey check it in can't believe it's another year since I've had my heart attack and uh, and I I see myself doing this, uh, literally. I don't see myself stopping. Let's put it that way. So uh, it's just it's just something. It's again. It's a it's an opportunity for me to reflect on the year that was, and it's an opportunity for me to think about what I want to do moving forward and what can I do to continue to help, inspire, motivate, and help people that are struggling, especially people that have you know recently had heart attacks. It's. Um, it's something that I think it's really important to talk about is, you know, how are you um, handling that and how is your mental state? Um, you know, how is the fear? How is the anxiety? Is there any anything that's, you know, has you, uh, you know, not living your best life? You know, are you living in a, in a, in a place of fear uh, when, you know, maybe that's uh, something you can you can work through? Uh, by taking small steps and moving in a direction that is going to hopefully get you to the other side of fear, which is where I say freedom lives, uh, when you can begin to live your life uh, and live it to your fullest within your means, within your ability, um, so that you can live your best life. And that's really the goal and the essence of what I am trying to do in my life, Um you know, sometimes I fall short. Uh, meditation has been something that in 2022 kind of fell by the wayside for me. And it's, it's really a big part of my, my life. And, um, you know, I've been meditating now, um, every day, um, for, um, this entire month so far, I've been able to meditate every day and, uh, I'm just making time for it. I mean, before I would get, oh, distracted. And now, you know, no, I get up and I, I sit down and get my meditation done in the morning and it's very simple. I'm doing 15 minutes at a go and I just, I feel, I really notice a difference in myself and, you know, I'm proud of myself. I, I fell off the meditation wagon. I got out of practice and, uh, I'm back working, um, I'm at the three week mark now of, you know, building that habit and that daily practice, because like anything, it's called a meditation practice for a reason, because you need to practice it. And, uh, and for me, it's, uh, it's something that I've made a commitment to myself that I am not going to fall off, um, this year that I'm going to, um, take 
a minimum of 15 minutes every day to sit quiet and uh, to sit still and just breathe and check in with myself and just really feel into, um, you know, how am I doing? And, uh, and just really trying to just slow down and just breathe and just really just be. And that's something that um, I lost track of. Um, last year was kind of, you know, crazy with my dad passing away and several trips back home. And, and there was a lot of things that um, had me distracted. And now that, you know, we're in a new year and I've got a new opportunity to reintroduce those practices, um, that's what I've done. Um, so, so that's essentially what I wanted to, uh, talk about this week. Again, just incredible that it's been seven years already. It just really is mind blowing to me that, um, that here we go. Another year has passed and I'm still thriving and I'm doing everything I can to, uh, to live my best life every day. And, and that's what I wish for you, um, and, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you for, uh, for following along on this journey that I've been on. And I hope you're finding um, what I'm doing helpful, inspiring. Um, I hope the interviews that I've been doing are also inspiring you because it's been incredible. The number of people, amazing people that I've had on that um, have had heart attacks and are, you know, working through their fear, their adversity and are... Uh, aiming to be thrivers and it's just a blessing that I um, have this community and uh, and I can I can help people so I'm I'm humbled and I'm honored and uh, and I really do feel this is one of the reasons why I'm still here so so thank you for tuning in thank you for following along on this journey Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast and uh, and again as always if you haven't hit subscribe please hit subscribe And if you know of somebody you think would benefit from this content, please share it with them. Um, It's how we grow it. It's how we uh, we move this um, this whole area of cardiovascular disease and cardiovascular health. It's how we move it out of the shadows and we move it into the forefront so that people are taking control of their life and their health and their well-being and are making informed decisions and are hopefully doing whatever they can to uh, to live their best life and live a long life, a healthy life. That's, that's the goal. So um, until next week, um, thank you. And uh, I'll be back again with another episode. Bye for now.